Welcome to A to Z Sports. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. We are always powered by the BetMGM app. Uh, and we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Find the links to the show on our Twitter feed. Also on our Instagram at A to Z Sports. Hit us up on TikTok as well. A to Z Sports Nashville. As Sam will be t- covering Titans practice later on today. Uh, but we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us uh, and they help out you guys as well with Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, plus Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. And, Zach, the NFL season kicks off today, so we uh, kick off with a brand new presenting sponsor that we have on the show today. Hughes and Coleman, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. Hughes and Coleman will fight uh, to get you what you need most, and that is injury and money after being injured in a Car wreck. So check them out. Hughes and Coleman been serving Tennesseans for over three decades. So welcome Hughes and Coleman uh, to the A to Z Sports Morning Show. Glad to have them on for the football season. We'll talk more about them and we start that relationship on the same day that the NFL season does kick off. Uh, so Zach, we're going to dive into uh, Ryan Tannehill here in a second. But Lee says, let's have an awesome show, guys. Your your fans in Memphis need it. It's been a real rough week. And I, Lee, I totally agree. Uh, and we appreciate every, all of our fans, no matter where you are, but especially thinking of uh, our fans in Memphis for mm. what's happened over the last, uh, you know, week plus of uh, the, you know, the female runner who was abducted and murdered. And then last night, uh, the uh, uh, guy going on a shooting spree across uh, the city. That's just scary. It's terrible. And so, yes, uh, hoping that our fans in Memphis and family, uh, from them are all safe and uh, hope everybody is okay this morning after a terrifying night in Memphis. No doubt about that. Yeah, I, I second that. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, Ryan Tannehill, Zach, we all know that there's not been a game played for the Titans since January 22nd. And the last time we saw Ryan Tannehill throw a pass on the Nissan Stadium turf, it was intercepted by the Bengals, who then went down and kicked a game-winning fo- uh, field goal uh, to ice it uh, over the Titans uh, in that situation. So, man, no Ryan Tannehill throughout the preseason, and so it's he's going to go out there against the men- against the uh, New York Giants and throwing his first pass. I don't know if he's going to have any uh, any nerves of that of reliving that moment. He said yesterday he has a fire burning within him to get this season going, but it is no doubt a massive season uh, for Ryan Tannehill and his NFL and Titans future. Well, criticizing compliment. You criticize Ryan Tannehill for his three interceptions and essentially losing the football game in the best opportunity the Titans have had in a long, long time as the number one seed in the AFC. He took that criticism and he took it hard. I mean, that's one of the things he said in the offseason that, you know, it wasn't just, okay, you move on and you go fishing. Now, he did go fishing with his Celsius, but he really took that hard. I mean, he had to go. He, he he had said that he had been in therapy before. He had gone back. He was in a dark place, quote unquote. And that's never a good thing when a human being is in a dark place. Life is about highs and lows. 
But the highs are really high in the NFL because of the paychecks, and the lows are really low because of the 30 million people that watch Ryan Tannehill's three interceptions. Mm -hmm. But I will say this. I have said my piece on Ryan Tannehill, and I'll say my piece leading up to this season, all show today, tomorrow, and the pregame show uh, on Sunday. But I will compliment Ryan Tannehill on how he has approached this training camp. He has not had the opportunity to prove that he can go out there and win football games, win playoff games. He just hasn't had that opportunity yet. That will start on Sunday. But up until that point, Austin, I think you would agree with this. He has had one of, I can't speak to his time in Miami, but one of the best training camps in his career so far in the last several weeks. He didn't play a snap in the preseason, but I felt like he was very poignant. He was a leader. He 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 grew as a quarterback from the lessons learned in that playoff game. So that's why you play the game. Get your popcorn ready because Ryan Tannehill is going to have every opportunity to prove his worth, his value, his contract uh, revenue, whatever it is. He's going to have that opportunity starting on Sunday. We'll see if he can put it together. But he's handled himself in where Baker Mayfield and some of the other, Jameis Winston's talking about elbows, knees, and toes. You have Ryan Tannehill that has been professional Mm -hmm. for the last several months after a really bad, bad playoff performance. I'm excited to see what he could do on the field. Yeah, same here. And, you know, I think for Ryan Tannehill, you know, that good offseason we've talked about and the good training camp that he's had, you know, I remember last training camp, it was, man, Tannehill's throwing six interceptions in the first six total practices. Wow, that's that's a lot. I don't think he threw more than three or four interceptions in the entire training camp uh, month of August plus, right? So you see that. Does it translate on the field in in success? And Zach, I'm going to use a Mike Vrabel line. And we've heard over Mike Vrabel's first four years as Titans head coach that there's been a few times where Mike Vrabel has told the media that he's gone up to a player and said, I can't wait to watch you play. Remember, like, remember there was a there was a part of Marcus Mariota's career where he got over the nerve injury, and Mike Vrabel told him, Marcus, I can't wait to go see you play. And he's talked about that with Johnny Smith and some other players that Mike we're, Vrabel had. We're still waiting on that for Marcus. No, but again, Mariota. like you understand what like I, I do. I, I can't wait to watch Ryan Tannehill play, right? And it's not because I am this big Ryan Tannehill homer. I think I am more of a believer in Ryan Tannehill than you are, Zach, but that's not saying all that much. But again, like after watching him in training camp practice over the last month and a half and of all the weight that's on his shoulders for this season, yeah, I can't wait to see Ryan Tannehill play because it's either going to be good and we're going to see that carry over from training camp or it's going to be some of what we've seen from the last couple of years where it's got really good moments. It's got some highs, but he makes some bad decisions and he throws interceptions. And sometimes he can't win a game. Sometimes, and a lot of times in the regular season, he can win a game. But it's all about the month of January with Ryan Tannehill. And he knows that. And he's talked about that. And he's actually said the month of January in a press conference in the spring. And so he knows it all comes down to January. And the fact is that Ryan Tannehill's Titans future is all reliant upon him winning multiple games 
in the month of January. So if you look at how the Titans schedule is mapped out here this season, week 17 against the Cowboys is in December, right? It's right before New Year's Eve. It's on a Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. We'll all figure out how that's going to work this season. But they only have one game in January, and the Titans better sure as hell beat the Jags in Jacksonville in the first week of January. But I said they have to win multiple games in January for Ryan Tannehill to solidify or help solidify his future, which means that if Ryan Tannehill wants to guarantee himself being back with the Titans next year, the Titans have to win a playoff game. That is the bar that I am setting for this season. It's not about just winning the AFC South. It's about getting to the playoffs and winning a playoff game because they've gotten to the playoffs the last two years and they have failed to win a playoff game at home after winning the division, right? So winning a playoff game is the box that Ryan Tannehill has to check to help solidify his Titans future. And I'll say this. I don't think that him winning a playoff game automatically guarantees he's back, but losing a playoff game and not winning a playoff game opens the door for a lot of possibilities next off season for the Titans at the quarterback position. Well, and I think look, we in the media, you know, we always get ahead of ourselves, but this is kind of what, what the temperature is in the room for Ryan Tannehill. Because you can't, it's September, bro, right? You can't get, you cannot fast forward to January. Right. You're going to have to play the full season. He's got a brand new cast of characters around him. And he's got Derrick Henry back, which is huge. He had Derrick Henry back in the playoff game, but he was nowhere near 100%. I think we all agree on that. A.J. Brown was really, really good. Julio Jones was Julio Jones of last season, right? He didn't have a tight end because Anthony Ferkser wasn't very good uh, either and his offensive line okay not great I think for Ryan Tannehill though he's got to go into this season you can't think about January January is where you will be judged but you got to beat the Colts to get in the playoffs yeah. Russell Wilson just joined the crew Justin Herbert salivating at the mouth to amend that terrible week 18 loss to the Raiders to prevent his playoff future right Joe Burrow has a ton to prove to get back to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes hasn't won a Super Bowl in a few years. He's hungry as ever without the cheetah on his side. And you have the favorite, which we'll watch tonight, which is the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, Stephon Diggs, and that entire defense. So this, you can get ahead of yourself. You are judged in January. But damn it, you got to get there. Yeah. And Ryan Tannehill has really have to, he has got to come together with Todd Downing, Tim Kelly, and this offense and make it look a lot like 2020 and not at all like 2021. No, no doubt. And again, I'm just setting, I'm telling you my expectations. Austin Stanley's expectations for the Titans this year is that you have to win a playoff game, right? I, I think that is, I will be disappointed in the Titans season if they do not win a playoff game this year. Because if they don't make the playoffs, then I'm obviously I'm disappointed. If they make the playoffs and lose and are and are one and done for the third consecutive year, sure as hell I'm disappointed in that season too. So for me, individually, yeah, it's win a playoff game. That is the that is the bar that I'm setting for a, you know, in college you have pass or fail courses. If this is a pass or fail course, Ryan Tannehill and the Titans bar is winning a playoff game for a pass or a fail. 
you can have victories in between and I'm not going to dump on potentially winning the South for the third consecutive year because that is a good achievement. But losing for the third time in a year in your first playoff game is something you cannot afford to do. This fan base is ready. The ownership is ready. The roster is getting geared up to be ready. You have a really solid reigning uh, coach of the year coach in Mike Vrabel. You have to win a playoff game this year. You can't do it, not do it for a third year in a row. All right. So with that being the bar, winning a playoff game as pass or fail, let's ask the chat this question. Do you think Ryan Tannehill will pass or fail this season for the Titans? So the bar is a playoff win. Do you think, and this is an opinion, this is will that, no, this is do you think as a person in the chat watching A to Z Sports this morning on Thursday, September 8th, the start of the NFL season, do you think Ryan Tannehill, in your opinion, will pass or fail? Pass, win a playoff game. Fail, don't make the playoff. Lose in a playoff. Go three and whatever, right? That is fail, fail, fail. So that is the bar. Is it pass or fail? I cannot wait to see what the chat has to say. Because the chat is usually, look, the majority are Titans fans. Yes. But I value our chat. Our chat is honest. There's there's some wackos in there, right? Just like any. But I w- but the majority are honest and truthful and educated. I will say that with their opinion. I don't think that they're irrational. So I'm curious to see what they say. I think All if right. you go, no, no, here's the last okay. thing I'll say. If you go to another fanboy show, I feel like the chat is just like, win, win, win. We're going to be great. We're going to be great. That's not how A to Z sports works. And that's not how our chat works. So we will take the power to the people here in a, a few seconds. Pass or fail? Yes, pass or fail for the Titans and Ryan Tannehill this year. The bar has been set. But first, let me tell you guys more about our brand new presenting sponsor that we are introducing today. And that is Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers. When you have been injured in a car wreck, you need a team that will fight for you, just like the Titans do on Sundays. They are the official lawyers of the Tennessee Titans when it comes to injuries. The team at Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers will lay it all on the line and handle the insurance company to make sure you get the most money possible. They've recovered over $1 billion for their clients in Tennessee and Kentucky and will fight to get every dollar that you deserve. If you've been injured in a car wreck, you need to call Hughes and Coleman right now. Don't wait. Call them now. Uh, right now, it's a, a free case consultation with Hughes and Coleman, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. Call them at 800-800-4600, principal office in Nashville, Tennessee. Again, that number, 800-800-4600 for Hughes and Coleman. That's a lot easier number than the what you read for the BetMGM disclosure, right? Yes, it is, yeah. Right? It's yeah. easy. Yeah. And we love BetMGM. They power our show, and they can power your bank account if you make the right bets. BetMGM with the promo code ATOZ Sports. Download the app today. Risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football when you sign up with A to Z Sports. So sign up with us. Download the app today, BetMGM, code ATOZ Sports. Download it, baby. They are hooking you up. They're hooking us up. A $1,000 free bet. You can bet tonight. You can bet Sunday. You can bet to your heart's glory. But your first bet when you sign up with promo code ATOZ Sports, all one word, it's a risk-free bet up to $1,000. 
All right, Zach, uh, there have been over 125 comments since we asked this question. So I will let you go to the chat here in a second. Do you think Ryan Tannehill will pass or fail this season for the Titans? We set the pass-fail bar at winning a playoff game. In my opinion, for the Titans to be considered a success this year, they have to win a playoff game. If they don't make the playoffs or lose in their first playoff game, we will all be disappointed just like we were last year, right? So will, will Ryan Tannehill pass or fail uh, for the Titans this season as their quarterback? What is the chat saying? Let's head to the chat. Let's start with a pass. Uh, Steven is our first commenter. He says pass, but we can have a lot more comments than that. Eric says fail. Tighten up says fail. Jabu says pass. Mark says pass. Jacob says pass. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping he fails so he can move on. So Alex is wishing that he fails. And look, that's Alex's opinion, right? He, yeah. he maybe he wants the Malik Willis era to start a lot sooner. And, and look, I can, you know what? I kind of somewhat can relate to Alex's opinion there because I have been in a spot uh, with my uh, alum status of the University of Tennessee where I was hoping that Butch Jones would not win games just so that he could be fired, right? So you, you've, I've been in that situation before. You know, when they when Tennessee lost to Florida in 2017 on a Hail Mary from Felipe Franks, which was ridiculous, it was a good thing they lost that game <laughs> because if they beat Florida, then Tennessee might not have held on to Butch Jones. So I, I kind of see where Alex is coming from. It's a strange spot to be in, though. A string of passes from Evan Jacoby uh, with God-fearing nothing and Matt and Shane. Stephen King says, big failure. Fail, trade him for cheese from Eric Torres, Man. who's been really Eric's been negative all week this week. So maybe he's had Eric's a rough been week. negative all off season. Like I, and I don't know how long Eric's been watching the show, but I feel like every time I see Eric Torres comment, it's nothing. Positive. Don't think, don't think we don't see your comments, Eric. We oh. see you. <laughs> yes. Uh, Caleb says pass. John says pass. Uh, maybe it says pass. CJ Leader says pass. Nate's burner account says fail. Tannehill will choke. Titans Kyle says fail. Pass from Bobby. Pass from Sin City Titans. Justin says pass. I think they got this. He has more weapons to spread it out. We'll talk about his weapons here uh, it, later on in the show. Daft 3704 says pass. Jay says fail. Nick with a pass. So does Orlando. Steven also pass. Kenneth will pass. Assad says fail, but not all on him. It is a team game. Football, you have 22 guys, right? So yep. they're, you know, offense, defense, and plus the sprinkle of special teams with Stonehouse. Luman is on the fence. So he refuses ah, to answer. Luman is on the fence. Uh, and uh, Danny says, no fence sitting on this one. He's going pass. Danny says pass. Will says pass. Damon says fail. Quick killing says fail. Andrew says fail. So there's a string of fails. Eric says fail. Uh, Forrest says fail. Boyd says pass. So, look, I think if I could, and we got more comments rolling in, James Taylor playing that sweet guitar says pass. I think overall, I probably would put it at 70-30 of pass to fail, 30% yeah. fail. But there were some fails in there. Austin, well, do you think that Ryan Tannehill will pass or fail this test if the test is winning a playoff game? I think Ryan Tannehill will pass. I, from what I've seen in him, from when he showed up for OTAs in early May, through the entire training camp process, 
Ryan Tannehill looks more in control, more determined and focused than he has before. And look, I'm not saying that he wasn't before, but there is a difference in his approach that I have seen. He's more vocal on the field. He chewed Kyle Phillips's ass out on the practice field for running the wrong route on a third and goal situation in practice against the scout team defense when it was just an incomplete pass. Like they settled for a field goal in this situation, right? In training camp practice in early August. And Ryan Tannehill rode Kyle Phillips all the way to the next drill on the different field. Like that is where I, and I've never seen something like that from Ryan Tannehill. And what happened later that same practice is that Tannehill went back to Kyle Phillips on a similar situation and hit him for a touchdown. And then he celebrated with Kyle Phillips on that situation, right? So all of that is a microcosm in what I've watched from Ryan Tannehill this offseason. It's holding people accountable, including himself, and then making sure that everybody operates at the standard they need to be. And we've always heard NWI and other Titans wide receivers talk about how they like Ryan Tannehill because they are he is clear with them on where they have to be. I think Ryan Tannehill will have a good year this season. I I think he will pass this test. I think the and we don't have we don't really do bold predictions anymore. I'm predicting the Titans win a playoff game this year. I, I feel that confident about this team. They surprised me as a whole unit in training camp. They look better than I thought they were going to in training camp. So I think the Titans will win a playoff game this season. I think Ryan Tannehill will have a good year, and he's going to be the quarterback going in the next year. So I agree with some of the stuff that you said. I don't agree with all of it. Um, some of the stuff that I do agree with, Eugene is on the same page as, as we are because I do think that Ryan Tannehill will have a good, I don't want to say great season, but good to great is there's a in-between there, right? Maybe better than good, but not quite great. I think he will have a better season than last year. I don't know if they'll finish the number one seed in the AFC. I think that was kind of a uh, a unique situation that was 2021. Yeah. But I believe that Robert Woods and Traylon Burks will help him, not hurt him. I felt like Julio Jones was obsolete last year. He didn't really help Ryan Tannehill that often. No. And I think that the tight end position will help Ryan Tannehill. I do. I think Derrick Henry, obviously, I drafted him in my fantasy, number one overall. I think he will help Ryan Tannehill. Here's my struggle. You have to, I concentrate on the hurdles, right? So the question is pass or fail, win a playoff game. I think the hurdles in the regular season, there's one hurdle. It's the Indianapolis Colts. Now you're going to face the Colts twice in the first seven weeks of the season. So you're going to know a lot more before the end of the season. The Titans, they have a, a tougher schedule than the Colts at the end of the year, right? So winning games matters. Who's going to win the most games based on if there's a tie break, based on if they split, all of that stuff. So that's one hurdle. And I think that the second hurdle that I probably am concentrating on more on this question is Darren's comment. The AFC is tougher this year. The competition is tougher. Last year was devastating. Darren, you are getting the love of the show because that is my opinion. Last year was devastating. We're talking about judging January and September because 
Last year was devastating. Three picks, throw one, and the last throw of the football game were INTs because of Ryan Tannehill. They were bad throws, bad decisions. He's going to have to make a lot better decisions throughout the course of the year, even just to get back to a point that is going to be more difficult than where he was last year. I do not believe that the Titans will win a playoff game. And ultimately, I think that that Ryan Tannehill will fail. And I don't wish this upon him. Let me clarify. I don't wish bad things upon the Tennessee Titans. I'm born and raised Nashville. So, like, I NFL, yes. I was a part of that movement before the Titans came on board. I want the Titans to succeed, but I also am realistic in my opinions and my views of the football team. I think there are much better football teams in the AFC than the Tennessee Titans. And I think when it comes down to it, they may host a playoff game because they are AFC South champions. They may not be in the playoffs because they are not AFC South well, champions. And, and that's what, but again, I, I think. I'm playing the odds here, Austin. Well, uh, yeah, the I know. The odds but I are think that it, he will fail, not that he will pass. Well, the odds are. Okay, so in two of the three years that he has been the starter, right? I'm including 2019 where he took over after the sixth game for uh, Mariota. So in the in two of those three years, they have not won a playoff game, right? So the odds are what? 66% to 33% with decimals involved that he's not going to win a playoff game if you want to go off of those, those the history. But again, like I, I don't think the AFC getting better... <laughs> Like it, it, it impacts right. things. I'm not. Hold on. I'm not done talking. So don't react before I actually say something that you need to react to. Is that once you get in the playoff game, I I don't care how much better the AFC has improved over the year. It's a it's a matchup versus matchup, and a one game determines everything in that particular playoff. And the likeliness of you facing a better quarterback is a lot higher because the AFC is better. But again, but Zach, like we just watched two four seeds last year. One, the four seed from each conference go to the Super Bowl. And look at their quarterbacks. (laughs) No, Yeah, I know that. The reason why the AFC got better is because their quarterback play got better. That's the point. Zach, I'm not denying the fact that the AFC didn't get better. I'm saying that for the Titans, the unique situation is that the it's the one hurdle that you mentioned is the Colts, right? It's the Colts. If you get no, past that's the, one of the hurdles, you mentioned you literally said that they have one hurdle in the regular season. That's the Colts. Yeah, and then the other hurdle is their playoff matchup. Right. So I so I said in the one regular in the regular season, you said they have one hurdle, the Colts. Right. That's am I wrong by saying that? Yes, but there's multiple hurdles. The regular I'm, season Zach, hurdle I'm is the focusing Colts. on the regular season, damn it. Like, that's what I said. In the regular season, it's the Colts. I think they can clear that hurdle like it's on the second knob lowest. Like, that's like a middle school hurdle to me. Like, I'm not worried about the Titans getting past the Colts. I think they're a better football team overall. I don't yeah, believe You think differently Colts. than I do on that. That's I'm not fine. saying that's that the Colts will win, but I think it's going to come down wire to wire. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to... Look, those games are probably going to be close because divisional games typically are close. But no, I'm think- talking about the end of the season. I think it will matter less, to be honest. Obviously, if one team wins both games, yeah, I think the likeliness be- of the, the split between the Colts and the Titans, I think that's probably the likeliness. But the, the Titans... When it comes are- down to... The, well, the, the Colts are better than they have been. They just are. They're better than they have been, Austin. You have to admit that. The Titans 
We don't know. I think they have more question marks than they have been in the last couple of seasons. At the end of the season, if you look at the schedule, the Colts have the advantage, not the Titans, based on their schedule. I do not know what's going to happen against the head-to-head matchups, but at the end of the year, go check the schedule. Please do. The Colts have the easier end of regular season, and the end of the regular season decides whether your ass wins the division and gets in the playoffs or possibly doesn't and gets the Dolphin treatment. That's look, that's fine. I just think the Titans can clear the Colts hurdle in the regular season. As you put it, I think they can clear that. So I am up. My expectations again, are the fact that the Titans win the AFC South and host a playoff game. And I think they have to find a way to win that playoff game, regardless of who the matchup is. If it's a four or five, if it's a three or a six or two and a seven, I don't know, but the Titans are going to win that matchup because they can't afford not to. And and I think I trust. Uh, I mean, you can't afford not to is not necessarily a reason. The, I'm, we're talking in September about a hypothetical matchup five months from now. We don't know what things are going to look like. I just I think Ryan Tannehill will have a bounce back season. I also don't think the Titans are going to have the flurry of injuries that they had last season as well that made everything much more difficult. Like the Titans were running on a treadmill on like nine incline while everybody else was on like a four or five incline. And because of all the injuries and other adversity they had to deal with in losing their best player in Henry and just having a rotational door of wide receivers who didn't know what to do on any given week that put Tannehill in a tough spot. I think they're going to be better this year. I think they will be better. I'm just more concerned about the Colts than obviously you are. Yeah, which is a difference in opinions, which is totally fine. Like, you know, here here's what I wanted to do to ask you based on the question we just asked the chat. Can Ryan Tannehill have a superb year? And what is that superb year that it won't matter what he does in January? And these are all hypotheticals. We're at the beginning of the season, it's prediction zone, it's all that other BS. But can Ryan Tannehill do something in the regular season and lose a close playoff game on, you know, a drive by the opposing quarterback that it's just a defensive give up, right? So I'm 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 doing sure. ifs and buts beer and nuts here. But for the playoffs, it's not necessarily three pick game. You throw the costly interception that loses you the football game and you get criticized all offseason. It's more about the Justin Herbert drives down the field, gets himself a field goal. No, the it, Titans lose, right? Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, right? Like that, that's what you're talking about. Like that's yeah. the shootout, right? It's the playoff shootout where Ryan Tannehill has no turnovers and several touchdowns. Like if Ryan Tannehill totals at least three touchdowns with zero turnovers and the Titans lose in a playoff game and they score over 30 points, then there's nothing that Ryan Tannehill can truly do about that. So right. there, and what I'm just saying is, and I wasn't, I'm not wrecking your question because I think it was the right question, but there is a way that Ryan Tannehill can pass yeah, without winning a playoff game. It's a very specific script, right? It, like that it's the it's similar, like jo- nobody faulted Josh Allen for losing the game against the Chiefs. Everybody was like, can we just play that again? Like, now they're know? predicting him to be the MVP of the yeah, I know. Now everybody is sweeping their Super Bowl predictions on NFL Network by saying the Bills are going to win. But like regular season doesn't matter because Christian says 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. That's good. But if Ryan Tannehill has one turnover in the playoff game and the Titans lose, then that 40 touchdowns in the regular season goes out the window. 
He has to have zero turnovers, at least three total touchdowns, which could add in rushing touchdowns. And the Titans score at least 30 points and they lose in a shootout. That's the, that's the script. That's the script where Tannehill gets a little bit of grace. I don't know. Some people are not going to give Tannehill any grace regardless of what happens, but I think that's where it would be. Yeah. I look, Brian Tannehill has a better opportunity this year than what he was working with the last four or five weeks of the season. Right. And I think that has to excite number 17. I think it does. And I think that there's a lot of mystery about this offense. I think it could be really, really good. Like, it could be dynamic. I don't want to say 40 touchdowns. I don't think that that can be possible. But, I, you know, something closer to 2020, right? He had over 30 touchdowns in that. Like, your INT-TD ratio is very – is. I mean, you're not throwing 14 picks. Maybe you're throwing seven and you're throwing 28 touchdowns. That's a damn good year, right? You take that into the playoffs because you'd probably say that would win you a lot of football games. Yeah, you know, Tannehill needs to have 35 total touchdowns accounted for this year if it's, you know, passing-rushing combo. And, and, you know, he had 40 two years ago. Last year, he had uh, less than 30, I believe. It was just a weird year, right? It was just strange. Uh, all right, and then I, I did see a comment I wanted to bring up uh, before we move on from that. Um, and, and Malachi says the defense costs too much for a shootout loss in the playoffs. I mean, like, yeah, but you, I mean, you don't know. To the Bills, the Bills defense is pretty damn good too. Yeah, and Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey moved down the field in 15 seconds. Well, and that's my point yeah. with the premise of the second hurdle. You're going to run into a better quarterback than you have. You're just going to. Like Derek Carr, Brian Tannehill, probably like maybe a wash. Those are close. But Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, that's the majority of the AFC playoff teams, right? You're going to run into, and if you're going to win a Super Bowl, you're damn sure going to run into a quarterback that is better than you. And notoriously, and this is why I said fail, I just think that you have to have an elite quarterback. And Ryan Tannehill is not an elite quarterback. I think he's above average. I think he's been really good to the Tennessee Titans franchise and led them, but I don't think he is elite. I think he has played elite before, but he is not in that same, he's not in that same tongue. And I think that it's impossible for him to get there. I think that's the hard part, right? What people, the perception of what Ryan Tannehill is, the script has already been written. Can he change that script? I just don't think that he can. With the Super Bowl, he can. But those are high expectations for a franchise that doesn't get a lot of credit. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Thursday. Let's go into this conversation, which I think uh, is interesting in its own right. Uh, who is more important to the Titans' offensive success this season? Traylon Burks? or Robert Woods? I'll say it one more time. Who is more important to the Titans' offensive success this season, Traylon Burks or Robert Woods? But Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. At Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. It's that simple. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. You've got the Palisade, the full-size SUV with third-row seating. You've got the four-door sedan like the Sonata. You've got the battery-powered, battery-powered Ionic. It doesn't need fuel. 
it is new age technology that they can order you the Ionic or any of these vehicles right from Wilson County Hyundai. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up with a great, great deal. Tell them A to Z Sports sent you. You can test drive one on their lot. You can order it with all the bells and whistles. Customize it. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. Do it today. Use our code ATOZ Sports, and you get a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000. Kickoff is tonight, so get ready for that. That's download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports, uh, and then you make your first deposit, and that first bet on pro football is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, it's the only new customer offer. All promotions, subject qualifications, other requirements. Orders issued with knowledge of free register credit for expiring seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Who is more important to the Titans' offensive success between Traylon Burks and Robert Woods? Now, I see a, a, somebody said Austin Hooper. We'll talk about Austin Hooper here in a bit. Uh, but who, But between these two guys... Is it Burks or is it Woods? Is it the new rookie or the new veteran off of an injury and the rookie's got his own stuff? I know Mike Vrabel complimented Burks yesterday on fighting through some pain throughout the end of training camp with a wrist uh, that he got banged up with against Arizona. Uh, but Zach, what are the what's the chat saying when it comes to these two guys? I think for what I can tell, it's pretty split. Mark says, oh, yeah, Burks, here's a string of Burks. Uh, Pelican three, Traylon Titan Fox says Burks. Guy Man says Woods. Deshaun Washington says Burks. Burks from Def. Datsun says Woods. Nas says Burks. Steven says Woods. Bobby Trees coming in from Stephen King. Woods from Dave. The Vet Woods. Bobby Trees from Billy. Burks, Titans Tough. There's a string of Burks with Xavier, Corey, Scott, Top Tier. C uh, had Titans. Jay Bryant all say Burks. Uh, let's see here. There's another Burks, trailing Burks from Robert. Orlando says Burks. Jason says Woods because he needs to be both a good wide receiver and a mentor, right? So there's a, a little bit more there. There's some Bobby Trees coming in from DJ and Dadson. So I, I do think it is split. You got Woods from Jonathan, Woods from Roy, Elite Burks from Nate's Burner, Burks from Hunter. I would say 50-50 on this. It has to be Burks on Steve from Stephen Woods Jr. So I have my answer. I know my answer. Yeah, you you just read a bunch of comments. So I'll I'll say it. Robert Woods is more important to the Titans offense success success this year. Traylon Burks is more important. All right, yeah. this is good. Okay. We didn't we didn't, nobody knew, neither of us knew what the conversation was going to turn into. But Zach, here's my analogy. Robert Woods is the foundation of your house, of the passing game. He's a foundation. Traylon Burks is your badass new kitchen. You might realize how fun and cool your kitchen is with different amenities. You got counter space. You got cabinets out the ass. You got all these cool appliances, the stainless steel, the everything, the double sink, everything. The kitchen's awesome. When people come over to your house, like, man, it's a sweet kitchen. You're like, yeah, thank you. I'm proud of this kitchen. But the kitchen sucks if the foundation's jacked up. And I think Traylon Burks being the sex appeal of the kitchen is one thing, but Robert Woods is the stability that you need in this group. Of the pass catchers, Robert Woods can do everything. He can run every route. He can line up in every position. He can catch the football reliably. 
He can score touchdowns. He can convert third and whatever's that Robert Woods is your Mr. Reliable that you have to have. And if you don't have it, then the new kitchen is going to have some issues itself. And so I, that's where I am with Woods and Burks. You need both, right? Because it sucks to have a crappy kitchen, but you got to have the foundation first. That is where I say Robert Woods more important to offensive success than Burks. So now I'll let you go. Robert Woods is not a game wrecker. Derrick Henry is a game wrecker. This league, this league, I'm not talking about the NBA. I'm talking about this league is built on game wreckers. The person that won a Super Bowl last year is named Aaron Donald, game wrecker. He single-handedly, he sacked Joe Burrow, game over, Rams win. Traylon Burks can be and was drafted to be a game wrecker. That's the reason why he's more important. I don't disagree with all of the foundational stuff that you said about uh, Robert Woods. I think he could come in there and be that. But in this league, in the AFC, you need game records. And if Traylon Burks is, and this is why more important, if Traylon Burks is not a game wrecker, you're back to a mediocre mid-level football team you are now not you're now back to we're tr- we're good we're not great and that's because of aj brown you have to replace game wrecker with game wrecker aj brown was a game wrecker Traylon burks is more important to ryan Tannehill because he can flip the field he can steal points he can be that guy that you drafted and we talked about you know the rookie you know ability and kind of perception of what all of these rookie wide receivers can be, the odds are that Traylon Burks is going to be good, but he could be great. And if you have that game wrecker, Robert Woods is not a game wrecker. He will never be a game wrecker. He can't do it, won't do it. He doesn't have the ability. He's proven that in his career already. He is a really solid wide receiver. I think he is adequate. He's a good foundational piece. But the Tennessee Titans need a game wrecker to win a playoff game for Ryan Tannehill to pass and not fail. Traylon Burks is the answer. uh, Kenneth says, I like both thoughts on this, but agree more with Zach. And here's where I think um, where I think you're missing on this. A.J. Brown was a game wrecker, but he was the foundation in the kitchen. That's that's Burks, what AJ Burks was drafted to do that. Yeah, but he's but he's a rookie. We don't even know, man. Like that's, Justin that Jefferson might... did it his rookie year. Jamar yeah. Chase did it his rookie year. It okay, can be done. It, yes, it can be done. But again, we don't know yet. And I think where I where I saw the Titans passing game out of sorts last year is because they didn't have the foundation. Is they couldn't do the simple, easy things that you're the fundamentals the right way, which cause turnovers. And that's the problem. And you have to avoid those problems. So if you have the foundational piece of Robert Woods, it makes Traylon Burks's job easier. But does so, it, Austin Hooper do that? He is a part a, of this conversation. He no is doubt. not the conversation, but he is a part of it because the foundation that you're talking about, I can get the foundation, another foundational piece elsewhere. 
the reliability of Austin Hooper diminishes and, how important the foundation of Robert Woods is because right, of so his I, foundation. Sure, I'll, and I'll say this because uh, Caleb says five rookies had a thousand yard season last year. He thinks that's not fact, but just Caleb throwing that out there. Oh, I think Traylon Burks will have more yards than Robert Woods, but Robert Woods does more for the offense to make it operate than Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks win games. I, Zach, I don't disagree with that. I just think you have to have the Robert Woods to allow the Traylon Burks to flourish. Traylon, well, that's what that's why I said. But they have the other two pieces. Why I'm telling you that Robert Woods is less important. I'm not saying he's not important, but less important is because they have Derrick Henry and Austin Hooper, guys that they didn't have for the majority of the end of last season. That's the point. And let's also let's also remember this too that Robert Woods was traded for well before AJ Brown was thought to be traded away, right? So the Titans wanted Robert Woods to come in and help solidify the room and allow AJ Brown to be AJ Brown. Robert Woods is needed. He's just not the most important. I think I think he is more important for this offense and the stability of the passing game than Traylon Burks this season. I think after this year, and maybe even in December, I don't know, Traylon Burks has the ability to surpass Woods, but you have to lay the foundation of Woods first before Traylon Burks can flourish. It's a it's a chicken or the egg. I you know It's that type of thing. It's a one has to fall before the other. Robert Woods has to be here for Traylon Burks to be able to thrive. Uh, I just believe that Burks this season can single-handedly help Brian Tannehill do what you said earlier in the show, and that is pass. Well, that's his job. It's a first-round pick. Yes, that's obvious. I don't disagree with that either. Like, I just think more important is Robert Woods and what he brings to stabilize the passing game. And Austin the- Hooper does that as well. That's I think that's where... Austin Hooper is making some of your argument and that's why I reside with Burks. That look. Okay. I, I, I think mean, that's a fair. I'm not, I'm not trying. I look, I'm never going to change your mind. I understand that that's a very rare opportunity for me to do is to change your mind, but I'm, I'm just stating my opinion. And I think Woods is more important than Burks for this season. So I look, some people can agree with me or disagree, whatever, but uh, that's how I feel about it. Now let's talk about Austin Hooper a little bit. Uh, how many more yards will the Titans tight ends have this year compared to last year? So I've got the numbers. You want the numbers now, Zach? Give the numbers to me now. Yeah. So last year, uh, the Ferkser, Swain, Pruitt, and Hudson combo of Titans tight ends had 82 catches. That's 82 catches, 677 yards, and eight touchdowns. So 82 for 677 and eight touchdowns. How many more yards and touchdowns will the Titans produce this year from the 82 for 677 and eight scores? So that's what we're going to do here. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you have to go check out to get back healthy, right? And don't wait too long to go get your injury tested. That's just going to delay your recovery with the Bone and Joint Institute. So check them out, boneandjointtn.org. 
A to Z Sports are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Risk-free bet for new users on A to Z Sports. If you're watching this show, use A-T-O-Z-S-P-O-R-T-S, all one word, no spaces, in your promo code tab. When you sign up for BetMGM, you get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 for your first bet. You can do it. You can use it tonight. You can use it this weekend. College football doesn't matter. You get that risk free bet. Download the app today in your Android or Apple store. That's BetMGM. All right. So last year, the Titans accounted for 82 catches, 677 yards, and eight touchdowns. How many more yards and touchdowns will they have? Uh, as a group together with Austin Hooper, Chigakonkwo, and Jeff Swain back. Last year, Swain, as the second tight end, he had 31 catches, which seems like a lot for a second tight end. But just 210 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, so Swain and Pruitt each had three scores, right? Ferkser had two. Uh, and Hudson just had three catches for 31 yards and no touchdowns. But it's in there, right? So, Zach, I... I'll let you go to the chat because I've kind of sliced this up with my projections and kind of what I think. Uh, so I'll, I'll let you go to the chat. Well, I, no, here, I'm going to answer this. You can okay, look at the fine. chat. I think that Swain won't have the production that he did last year because there's other weapons, right? I think that was a unique situation with that. I also think that Austin Hooper won't have eight touchdowns, no. right? The outlier in this question is Chig. And I don't know about Chig. I like Chig, but then is Chig going to have like a John o. Smith rookie year, right? Where you don't see him a lot. I, I, I have not tabbed Chig within this offense. And he, he decides how many more yards and how many more touchdowns and how many more receptions. It's not Hooper and it's not Swain. Because I think Hooper can get to six touchdowns can Chig get to three? Can Chig get to four? I yeah, I was like, you know, because Michael Pruitt had three touchdowns on 14 catches. But why? Because red zone. <laughs> well, no, because they didn't have, because Julio Jones wasn't playing or A.J. Brown wasn't playing. Well, it, they couldn't give the ball to Derrick Henry, right? Like, yes. that's the reason why. So, so here's here's my answer, and then we'll go to the chat, because I think eight touchdowns, like I'm too, if, if, if Hooper, Chig, and Swan combine for eight touchdowns again, thumbs up, gravy, that's awesome. But where I think they're going to win is I think they're going to have about 400 more yards because I went back and, and did this. And I, I think Austin Hooper can have 55 catches this year. 55 catches in his career average on yards per catch gives him about 550 yards. Then when you look at his touchdown rate per catches, that's four touchdowns. So Austin Hooper, 55 catches for 550 and four touchdowns. I think he'll have more of that on all fronts. I then what is Woods and Burks and I right? think somebody's going to get hurt. That's why I'm, uh, somebody's going to miss games. It's football. Well, yeah, I mean, and, that's, and, and I think Hooper, if he doesn't, if he's not the guy that gets hurt, I think that's where your safety net is. I'm I'm projecting 700 yards for Hooper and, or over, and I'm projecting probably about five to six touchdowns and a lot more receptions because I do think that. I think Kyle Phillips will slowly come along. I, I think it will take him a little bit more uh, time. I think Hooper is the guy early on, and he'll he'll steal a lot of yards in, in reception. But Phillips is not going to have the volume of snaps to be able to get 500 yards. 
in my opinion. Phillips. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't, until, unless he like does something that wows and changes the mind. He's a slot guy, right? The Titans aren't going to be in like a ton of situations where they have, you know, three wideouts. But they will be in a ton of situations where Austin Hooper's on the field. Right. Right. And so I, that's why 55 catches for 550. Is because you know there's a, there's one football and Derrick Henry's going to get it 300 plus times. <laughs> you know it's it's not like the football is. I'm more is not, 65 for 705 touchdowns. <clears throat> All right, and then I've got Chig at 25 catches for 350 yards and two touchdowns. I think that's probably fair. So and, you know Swain can you know t- tap in you know 10 catches for. 90-ish yards and probably a touchdown, right? So overall, about 400 yards more than last year. So you're a little over, or you're close to that 1,000-yard number for all of your tight ends because you've got Hooper and Chig, who are actual playmakers, unlike not having a single playmaker last year at the position. So I think that the touchdowns are probably washed at eight. I think that's a good number because... Hopefully Derrick Henry stays healthy. Hopefully your other wide receivers stay healthy and the touchdowns are more, but also stayed kind of spread out. And Lee Lee brings up the point of Chig gets 400 because of his speed. That's the, the question mark with Chig. I think, you know, if he's doing what he did in the first two weeks of training camp, I think differently. Right. But he's it's just settled oppor- in. It's just, what's the opportunity there. Right. Because, they can scheme some some things up a couple times a game for Chig, but how often is that going to come to fruition? I think twenty five catches from Chig is is realistic because you know you've got Woods and Burks, Hooper, right? Then you've got NWI and Phillips and Chig. So Chig is really like your sixth, your fifth or sixth, fifth at best pass catching option on the team. And so that person just doesn't have 400 yards. That that just not how the Titans offense has worked historically. There's not enough passing yards to go around. That's where I, I if you get a thousand yards. There was in 2020, but there usually is not. But even then, they didn't have uh, 4,000 yards passing, right? I think it was just under. It was, was 3,800 and change. So again, like if you get if a Corey thousand, Davis couldn't get his thousand yards. If Corey Davis didn't catch, <laughs> didn't drop like three passes in the last two weeks. That's uh, so Corey Davis is bust. All right, so bustos. So, oh, good thing he's gonna have Joe Flacco throwing to him on Sunday. Yeah, that's gonna be a disaster. I got the Jets. You know, I'm, I've got a decent money line parlay for Week One that I think uh, people might be interested in, but uh, for the NFL. All right. So, so you know, around a thousand. If you get a thousand yards and eight touchdowns from your tight end group this year, that's a that's a success. That's a good upgrade at tight end. Yeah, no doubt. All right, time for the magic bucket here on this Thursday. It's my sticker week. I've got this thing ready. So, Zach, magic bucket time. But first, tell us about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, fbhp.com is where you need to go to get your brand new health plan. I got my brand new health plan at the beginning of this year, and I'm really glad that I did. Better coverage, better rates, better service. 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped me like they have tons of other Tennesseans, and you probably didn't even realize how much they can help. Go online to fbhp.com slash ATOZ. That's fbhp.com 
slash A-T-O-Z and inquire about a quote. You get a quick 20 to 30 minute health assessment. After that's taken, you wait a couple of days, they give you a quote and you realize, wow, I should, I should have switched my health plan a long time ago. They have the perfect health plan for you and or your family. If you're a young family, you got a big family. If you're single, it doesn't matter. They've got the perfect plan for you. That's fbhp.com slash A to Z. All right, don't forget, download the BetMGM app. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football when you use our code ATOZ Sports. It's as easy as that, downloading the app and using our code ATOZ Sports. If you make your first deposit, then it's a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000. It's time for the Magic Bucket. All right, Zach, it's my sticker week. I've also tomorrow I will do my three leg parlay, money line parlay for the NFL. And I've got a one game parlay for the Titans game that I think is actually a really good bet. Um, and it's like plus 300 plus something. So it's like, it's a legit parlay here. Uh, so I'll do that tomorrow on the show, but it's time for the magic bucket. And Zach, it is um, my sticker week. And so a couple weeks ago I did the, uh, the color bars TV sticker. And then on the Titans preseason game, the next night they had color bars on the TV. Yeah, that was so bad that I, I the quick shade before we get there, the preseason broadcast, those three games were effing atrocious. It was D grade. Yeah. Have some professionalism. Well, I mean, you just have people that aren't used to doing that. You don't have as many resources as the big networks. and No so one try- cares. No, I mean, I'm not saying. <laughs> if you're going to cover NFL football and you're going to make the money that you do, make sure that you have adequate equipment and competent people that can actually execute. Jesus, that was dry. Now that you brought that up, that, that made me so oh, mad. It was like, what are we doing? They, they missed so many handoffs. Where you're you're following Joey Chestnut, not even Julius Chestnut, on the field instead of the actual ball. So that's my shame. Yeah, it's, Get better. It's preseason for everybody, right? <laughs> yeah, but no, no, no I'm joking. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's the Chill regular it's season joke. for them. Good lord, it's a joke. So, all right. So my sticker this week is an old school radio because you'll hear Mike Keith on your broadcast on kickoff. You're gonna hear Mike Keith saying in his ode to John Ward. Uh, Randy Bullock to kick off from left to right on your radio dial whenever the Titans and Giants open up. So there's my old school radio dial um, for my sticker this week. I I got that those two random stickers came together. I don't know where I got them, but it was just something good to have I, stickers in the. I whole found thing. two stickers. And I was like, I'm gonna grab these. So uh, there you go. So that is the sticker for this week. And now I will pull for my bucket first. Let's see. Ah, uh, Sam had to do this last week to me. So every time that I disagree with you tomorrow, I have to hiss at you. Oh, wow. Like a cat. I think you'll have a little bit more hisses. Oh, well, I, uh, when Sam did this, I guess it was two weeks ago at this point. Uh, I, somewhat manufactured my opinion that Ryan Tannehill needs to start in the last preseason game <laughs> just to piss off. Sam. So, and, and the funny thing is his 
is a generalized term. There are multiple types of hisses. Oh, well, this is a this is a cat hiss. It's it's a cat hiss. Not Does it a say snake. that? Yeah. It says cat hiss. Yes. Yes. Well, hiss like a cat every time you disagree with your coast. So it's not I a, would ask you to give us a preview, but I want to wait for tomorrow. Yeah, we'll wait for tomorrow. <laughs> That's how it works. And Sam, Sam did a good job. All right. Sorry, they're all tangled. All right, this is for Zach. Oh, this is actually perfect. This is perfect. This is the best time you could do this. Tomorrow, Zach, on the last morning show before game day, you have to wear Derrick Henry eye black. <laughs> okay. Oh, I got I okay. I think I got some ideas for this. I don't I don't ideas, have any eye black. All you gotta do is just mi mirror mimic Derek Henry's eye black. It's not I, any I don't know idea. how I'm gonna get eye black. Well, you can use some I don't know, black lipstick or something like that. Black I, my fiance's not goth. I don't think she's no, black but lipstick. but there's no, but there's like she might have black lipstick for Halloween or something in back black in the lipstick. There's no way. I don't I mean, think I would be dating her if she had black lipstick. No, but it's not for it's for novelty, Zach. Come on. It's not like she wears black lipstick all the time. I'm saying for like novelty reasons. <laughs> I'll have to let's see if I can get Amazon to order it today. This is gonna be tough. Derek, yeah, but it's gotta be tomorrow though. But I, well, I mean it, it, it can be tomorrow if I could get here tomorrow. It's not really up to me. Uh David says shoe polish. Who has shoe polish? Nobody has shoe polish anymore. No, I have like uh leather conditioner for my boots, but I don't have I don't have shoe polish, I don't think. No. Oh yeah, just if you even have like an expo marker that's black, you could do that. Not a Sharpie. But an expo marker, you could do that and it would wipe off really easy. I don't have any expo. I'll I'll figure something out. I Aaron's you know, people are saying, look, Aaron, you know, Eye black is not hard to find. Go to Walmart, go to Dick's, go to uh, Academy Sports. Look, all these things have it, yes. But again, like, Zach, I'm not going to ask you how many meetings that you have throughout the day, but I also don't have exactly free time to fit in uh, a quick trip to Walmart, which is never quick. But yeah, I try to avoid Walmart. Walmart is a, especially the Walmart. I'll just say this, especially and, the Walmart at hundred Oaks. Oh, that it's is miserable. It's, it's one of the worst Walmarts in Nashville. Because it shares the entrance with, with uh, was it CarMax and you just can't get in or out. The Home there. Depot. It shares. No, the, Home Depot is further down. Whatever it is. It's don't miserable. Don't go to that Walmart. Yeah, it's it's Home Depot, CarMax, Walmart, and the Walmart and CarMax share an interest, which is so ridiculous. It represents. Like, it's the. It's just bad baloney i was gonna say yeah it smells like it smells a little bit like baloney i don't smell things i don't i I eat baloney every once in a while i don't eat it regularly but the smell of baloney and what goes into baloney is a representation of that walmart in nashville right but you're gonna have derrick henry eye black tomorrow I, i'm gonna try I, I can't guarantee anything okay sounds good all right, that's it for today. Thanks for watching this Thursday show tonight, Buck Rising Live for A to Z Sports Primetime. So uh, there's a little Derrick Henry action for you right there. So make sure you subscribe.
to our YouTube channel to check out A to Z Sports Primetime. Sam Phelan is also covering Titans practice later on today. Uh, so we'll have more Titans content from the locker room, from practice, like we did yesterday up on our YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe there. And we'll check you guys tomorrow morning on a Friday. Appreciate it as always. Thanks. Adios.